December 6, 2021. You're listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. I'm Kevin. And I'm Don. And we're back again. Back. Uh, yeah, I know now two people that have caught COVID uh-huh. and had been vaccinated. Yeah. I, I, I don't go off of like, you know reports in the news and stuff, but, uh, oddly both are in their early twenties, which is unusual to me because they should have had a strong response, uh, to the vaccine. Their antibodies should still be pretty high. And, um, yeah, that's unusual. And it's not that they have that Omicron or, Mm-hmm. Omicron, depending on if you're Omicron. from England or the United States, um, because that's not in Ohio yet, basically, as of right now. Right. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so anyway, it sounds like, you know, for some people, the immunity is waning. So far, I've managed to avoid catching the damn thing myself, even though I go out. So, uh, so far, so good. I am going to get right. my booster on... Saturday, which is the uh, maiden voyage day. So I probably, I'm not sure. We'll see. If I feel like garbage, I'm not going to go to maiden voyage because I mean, I'm not going to have like loud music and people screaming in my face and shit, you know, right. while um, I'm not feeling so well. But if I feel fine, then maybe I'll go. We'll see. Yeah. Weather depending too. I mean, it's not like I haven't seen them before and it's, it's not like they're going to play new tracks or anything, right. you know. This is our new song. Like what? <laughs> this is this is off the new Iron Maiden album. Like wait, actually, um, Maiden is they, coming. You know, yeah, yeah, that new album out. They're not coming to like. Cleveland though. They're they're going to be in Columbus. Yeah. And I thought about going because uh, Within Temptation is opening, and uh, they're okay. They're they're like, and I would be like one of the few people that know who they are. Um, <laughs> so I would be like, yay! Uh, but um, yeah, I'm not going to go to Columbus and see Maiden. It's just it'd be too expensive and everything, right? Uh, but yeah, the the Omicron <clears throat> as of right now, they don't know too much about it. Now everybody presses the panic button, but and that might be good in a way because we need to get society to a point where when there's a very lethal virus that we lock down travel. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. don't bring that shit over here, kind of thing. Yeah. I mean. It is already here, but, you know, maybe it's not here and spreading like crazy right now because they're mostly catching people that just got off flights and things like that. So, um, but anyway, you know, um, what, you know, Fauci said today, but I've also heard this from the original doctor, and it might be where he got his information from is, you know, Omicron might be um, uh, mild, like scientifically the more a virus mutates uh the milder it should get and that's not always going to be the case but that's what generally tends to happen because the virus that spreads the furthest and lasts the longest is the virus that wins right of all the variants because if a virus kills you you can't spread the virus anymore you know so you're you're limiting the number of people that can get infected where here with Omicron, it's mild maybe. And it's also very contagious, more contagious. So um, basically because the woman in South Africa had said that uh, patients were coming in with these unusual symptoms of being very fatigued uh, and having a light cough uh, and um uh, they did not lose sense of smell or taste. And um, I think maybe they had a little bit of sinus, but that was about it. And it, she kept getting the, the same symptoms. in. so she was like, I wonder if we're dealing with a variant. And so, you know, they ran tests. And, and as of today, 12, six, it's uh, no one has died from the Omicron variant. Now it takes a while to die from COVID. You know what I mean? Unless you have some weird reaction to it. Uh, it generally takes, you know, time for it to develop, get, you know, bad. And then, so that's not unusual, but it's still 
possibly this thing where it's it's mild. And if it is mild, it might be relegated to a cold. And so if you get the Omicron variant, it might be good because like if you're going to catch one of them, that would be like potentially the one to get because all you're going to do is like feel like you've got a cold, you know, like if you get Delta, you, you might die, you know, so yeah. – so it, it may turn out that that Omicron is actually um, beneficial and it may, it may be the, the, the one to get, so to speak, or be exposed to. But I'm not saying to run out and get any of them. Yeah, you know, you're right. I'm going to go get my booster shot uh, and um, whatever. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's all I'm going to mention about that. <laughs> Anything new with you today? Anything, anything new? Anything new? No. Did you pick up from a new restaurant, DoorDash, and go to someplace new. You're like, wow, no. I've never heard of this place before. <laughs> yeah. No, because I I just usually go to the same places. That I always pick the places that I like that are easy. Ah, okay. The ones you because like some. Yeah, like sometimes you get like <clears throat> they'll be like go to McDonald's and it's like a big huge order and it's a lot of money and it's like oh wow. But then you're thinking about it. You're like, that line's going to be around the building. The li- <laughs> the lobby's not going to be open, right? And you know what? I don't feel like sitting in a in a drive through line for thirty minutes. You know, so you skip them. But uh, gotcha. Yeah, nothing. Uh, I mean, there probably is, but I'm just. Uh, yeah, I, whatever. I don't know. If you think of it, no big deal. Yeah. So. This week, I wanted to talk about, uh, lately in the news, It's it hasn't been on a lot, but lately, people have been talking about Russia maybe getting ready to invade the Ukraine. Uh, there's been a buildup of troops on their border, uh, something like 90,000 troops, um, and uh, Putin has had rhetoric in the past where, you know, he, he doesn't really think of Ukraine as its own country. And uh, he doesn't like the fact that um, we uh, patrol in the Black Sea and everything uh, with the Ukrainian Navy, what there is of it. And uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what he doesn't want is he doesn't want uh, the Ukraine to join NATO because then he would have NATO right on his doorstep. And he doesn't really want that. Not that he doesn't now because (laughs) – there's other right. countries that are in NATO that are on his doorstep, but whatever. So, um, so anyway, there's this buildup of troops and the news is like any moment he could invade and stuff like that. And we're sending, you know, diplomatic, we, we had our secretary of state meet the, their ambassador and then Biden's going to talk to Putin. And basically we have this whole big thing of sanctions that we'll put on them if they decide to invade uh, Ukraine. the Ukraine and um, yeah so first I'll say this okay it, it it's v- very unlikely that he's going to invade in December like it's cold there's this thing <laughs> called the Russian winter you know yes he could do it but progress would be slow going and you don't want to get caught in a slog uh, at all in this kind of a thing. Uh, So I don't think if he's going to do it, he's going to do it now. This could be staging for like a spring offensive. Let's get Mm -hmm. everything over there. Let's invade in the spring. Maybe. But the problem is, is that the way I see it, He's got about 90,000 troops over there right now. That's about nine divisions. You're, that's, you're not really going to take over a country as large as the Ukraine with just nine divisions because, you know, most of those guys don't do the fighting. It's not like 90,000 guys with guns and bayonets run over the border like, ah, you know, a lot mm. of this stuff is all sophisticated these days. You've got a lot of administration, people in the background. You've got supply and transport and all this sort of stuff. So while it seems like 90,000 troops is a lot, when you break it down, you know, you're probably only going to end up with like 30,000 troops or something <laughs> over the border, you know, actually performing operations. 
uh, and trying to uh, handle millions of civilians, probably not realistic. Now, some people say, well, he could he could add more troops to what's already there and, and by springtime and have like 200,000 uh, troops ready to go. Eh, he could. One thing that it would tell you, though, is like basically most of the troops in Russia, not all, but most of the troops are like on, they're like uh, compulsive, like, you know, constrict conscription type of thing. And they mm-hmm. like, they, they only serve active for, you know, so many months, et cetera. And so they would have to make a, like a, a, a change in the law or a decree or whatever the heck it is over there to basically say, you know, like our stop loss, like you guys can't leave because we're going to go to war. You know what I mean? And at which mm-hmm. point our intelligence would know, I mean, that would be broadcast. I mean, people would, people would know about that since there's so many people in the military all over the country, we would hear about it. And then we would be like, Hmm, maybe they're planning something, you know, because they have a stop loss now and they're, they're allowing themselves to build up their troops. But even then, I think currently right now, the Russian military is only like around 250,000, 270,000 troops. And, uh, you know, that's for, you know, everything they've got going on. And yes, they've got a population. Sure, they could recruit new guys and everything. But we live in a different time. It's not like World War II where they just handed you a rifle and said, go out there and shoot. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) you got to learn a bunch of things to, to become uh, effective. Now at the same time, that also means you don't need as many troops because, you know, air power and everything can pummel uh, a lot of targets and you don't need as much, but still with the civilians, like you go into some of these big cities where you've got millions of people, like it's, hard to uh control all of that so i just think that like it's a lot of probably just saber rattling on putin's part and if he and if he does my thought process here is this like he probably doesn't want like let's say he does want to invade in in some way shape or form he probably doesn't want to take over all of the ukraine because he probably doesn't want the ukrainians that are in the Ukraine to be like under him because they would just be noisy. They would protest. They wouldn't like them. They would, you know, cause problems, all sorts of stuff. Cause they're not Russians. They're Ukrainians, but there's Russians who live in Ukraine because that's just the way the Soviet union was. Hey, you're going to go work in the Ukraine. You know what I mean? But I'm Russian. Well, you're going over there anyway. And mm-hmm. you and your family are going to go work. And and so there's whole towns and everything. And that's what kind of happened in the east of the country where you had this flare-up in the Donetsk region where the the ethnic Russians that live there revolted against the Ukrainian government with the help of Russia, right? And Russia came in with – um the intention of essentially seizing the Crimea, which is sort of like the, it's kind of like a peninsula, but it's more like a big island that's right off the coast in the Black Sea there, just below the Sea of Azov. And um, that's, they wanted that because that's where their nuclear missile submarine base is at. And it's also their only warm water port, right? So it doesn't freeze in the winter. So they weren't going to let that go to like a NATO friendly country when they had the, the, the overthrow of the Russian friendly leader for the, 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 you know, Western leader that they currently have. So, so they came in with their, um, unbranded uniforms and stuff and took over the Crimea without much fight because the people that were there were essentially, most of them were essentially Russian. And they're like, Oh, you guys are here. Oh, all right, cool. You know, go ahead and take mm-hmm. over. Like, we're not going to fight you. or anything. And then what happened was, is that then in the, like further North, you had this Donetsk region, which is outside the Crimea, but it's like on the Eastern side of, uh, the Ukraine, you know, bordering Russia. And those people revolted hoping that um, Putin and his army would come in and liberate that part of the country. But that didn't happen. So that's still kind of ongoing, but it's 
It's like its own country right now, but it's, you know, it's in dispute. You could look at that as a puppet state or whatever. It's called the Donetsk People's Republic. Um, the Ukraine doesn't have control over it. Uh, it is what it is at the moment. So now if Putin was going to invade, so you have this thing like in the, in the north part, you have this Donetsk People's Republic that's, you know, bordering Russia. Then you have this city just below it. That's kind of a major uh, city um, for the Ukraine called uh, Mariupol. And then below that you have Kiev. And then just to the west of, uh, not Kiev, just below you have the Crimea. And then just to the west of the Crimea, you have um, Odessa, which is a major port in the Black Sea for the uh, Ukrainians. And then further you get like into other countries. But bordering right there next to Odessa is Transnistria, which is also another one of these breakaway republics. It broke away from Moldova. And it wants to get back with Russia. It wants to join Russia. They want It's Russian people. They have their own country. It's kind of a bullshit country. But whatever. It's called Transnistria. Okay. So if you're Putin, what do you do? Well, you want to get... You want to get the Ukraine out of the Black Sea. You don't want them performing military exercises, building a navy, threatening your border. If they become NATO-friendly, you don't want all that right there. So you you invade and you take Mariupol. So now you're eastern, you have an eastern buffer. You have the Donetsk People Republic above it. Mariupol has been seized and it goes all the way down to the Kiev. So now you've got a buffer between the Ukraine and Russia. And then you just continue to go west and you take out Odessa. And now you have completely uh, removed the Ukraine from having any sea access to the Black Sea. So if they just did that, which is what I'm betting, if he's going to invade, that's what he's shooting to do. Then he ends up, you know, strangling the Ukraine because they'd lose about 40 to 50% of their economy, uh, losing access to the black sea. And, uh, he would then create his buffer zone while at the same time, leaving the noisy Ukrainians and all of the NATO nonsense away, you know, leaving them into a, basically a smaller country being like, here is, you can continue to be a country, but you'll be a smaller country and you won't have access to the Black Sea and you won't be bordering Russia. And so that's what I think might be the plan because I just don't think he wants to take the whole country. Now, that doesn't mean that if there's an initial invasion, you know, and he wants to knock out the the infrastructure over there to stop them from retaliating and all that kind of stuff, that they wouldn't bomb Kiev and, and uh, other targets all over the country of Ukraine, but I think that where they would basically land or end up with is just how I described it, leaving this sort of uh, blockade around the, um, the Black Sea. We'll see. I still think it's probably not going to happen, but you know, Putin is just a wild card. He invaded Georgia, um, the state of Georgia. I don't remember. No, the country Georgia. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he did the similar things. He took um, Abakazia which is a territory in Georgia and um, oh, well, people will forgive me. I can't remember. It's amazing. I remember Abakazi off the top of my head. Um, and uh, he's, you know, took this territory away. They became their own fake republics, right? They're still Russian controlled. And uh, um, they, uh, the Russia continues to move a fence more and more south, taking up more and more of uh, Georgia's territory uh, in order to expand this area. And then Georgia is another one of those countries that's not in NATO. Um, but, you know, he creates this buffer zone. And so, yeah, you, you know, we'll have to see what happens. But um, uh, it, uh, it we're not going to we're not going to go fight over there for them because they're not in NATO. Um, but we do have NATO allies like uh, Moldova and we don't want them to think that, uh, you know, if Russia comes in, it's like, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna link up with Transnistria that we would let that happen because, you know, they're a NATO ally 
and we don't want Russia to roll over us uh, in order, you know, seizing territory. And so that could get a little bit strained right there with our relationships with these countries. So, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it could be interesting, but I, it's probably just mostly bluster. Um, it's not really, you know, convenient to fight a war, uh, you know, when, when your economy is not great, like Russia's isn't great. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I don't think he, you know, it would help him politically or anything like that, uh, but you never know. Uh, I, yeah, but that's kind of where I'm kind of landed on it. So we'll see. Fair enough. I've watched the new, I watch too much news. So <laughs> I was thinking today, uh, cause I was listening back on, uh, the old shows cause I've been listening to them as I go for walks and stuff, uh, going over some of the things we talked about in the past. And, you know, uh, one thing I was thinking of talking about and, uh, you know, is when we got out of high school, right. And mm-hmm. none of us really went to, to college, like in our group of people, uh, people, I don't know, like, I don't want to say people didn't go, but I don't know, like if people did anything constructive with college, let's say Tom did one right? person. Yeah. yeah Tom, one person went to college. Tom went to Ohio state and he did well and, and, you know, works at NASA sort of. Um, and, uh, so he, he worked out okay, but you know, some people might've went to like community college. Some people might've went to something Cleveland state or something, but didn't last or who knows? Like, I don't know if Dan went someplace, probably not, you know, I don't know. if. I know. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, I know Rom signed up to go to CSU. Yes. Yeah, CSU, right. And then he went for like the first day and then never went back. <laughs> right. Like Gary, maybe Gary went somewhere like that, you know, but Gary no. always seemed like a trade school kind of guy anyway. Yeah. You know? He's a glacier now. Yeah. And, he works with windows. Right. Right. Yeah. And and that's kind of how all of these guys were. I mean, yeah, moles in college now doing <laughs> criminal law at 50 or whatever. We talked about that, but so like nobody, nobody really went to, to college and um, mm-hmm. not including the girls. I don't know. Some of the girls probably did. Um, but yeah, the, the guys didn't. And, uh, and so it makes me think like, you know, when you got out, of when you got out of high school, like, um, you know, what were you thinking your next, what was going to happen next? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what were you thinking you were going to do at that point? Just work. Get your own I place and, 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 and just have a job. And that was going to be, you know what I mean? Like, did well, you have any well, long-term idea of what no. you wanted to do? Of course. Of course not. <laughs> but here's, 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 here's the thing you got to remember is your first year out of high school, I was still in high school. True. So, so that first year, but I just mean I, like in general, I, I was just, I was just hating life. I just wanted <laughs> to get out of there. But right. uh, no, it, it, in in general, my my thought was, I'll just work. I'm just going to get a good job, and I'm just going to work. And that'll, you know, pay the bills and do everything. And when I can, I'll move out and I'll do all that. Um, you know, get my own place and stuff. But yeah. That, yeah. Uh, it didn't work out like that. Well, I mean, it, it's, yeah, like, okay, well, I thought I was probably <laughs> going to get married at some point. Um, and that didn't happen. You know, that relationship fell apart for me. But, you know, yeah. I, I ultimately had to get a job that paid me enough where I could uh, get by on my own, which at that time I yeah. think was about $10 an hour, which – uh, was a lot at that point, like trying to get a job that paid you $10 an hour. It, it wasn't like a lot, a lot, but you, you know, somebody had, and I mean, full time, no. it couldn't be part time. It had to be full time, yeah. $10 an hour. And then I knew that if I got that, I would be okay. Like, you know, like that would be enough. I could get an apartment. I wouldn't have to share it with somebody and right. I could, I could survive the rest of my life working this one job. For that amount of money, just doing your own, getting my yearly raise or whatever it is. Yep. And just, and just making it, et cetera. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, it didn't really, it didn't really work out. Like I came, I came out (laughs) of school thinking, okay, I'm going to be a chef. And, uh, I gave it a good 
try for about two and a half years, basically. Um, I went in full time, uh, started out pastry chefing uh, for about a year. I hated it. Uh, I got up really early in the morning, had to get downtown. And the only way to get downtown was either to take the bus, which took a long time from where I lived in Broadview Heights, or I had to drive and pay for parking, which was expensive to park in the middle of Cleveland, downtown Mm -hmm. Cleveland. And when you're not making that much money, like when you get paid $5 an hour and parking costs $5, (laughs) like the first hour I'm working is just to park my car there, you know? And then I probably spent, you know, gas prices were cheaper back then, but I probably spent another half hour on gas to get the working back because I, gas was cheaper, but cars weren't efficient. You know what I mean? Like my Camaro probably was like 10 miles to the gallon or something terrible. So. And, and, and it's not, and you were, you, like you said, you were kind of far. Right. Even though it was like a straight shot up 77. Right. But in the morning, it's just busy. It's, you know, especially it's, back then driving slow. Cause we had BP still and we had TRW still. So there was a lot of people driving into downtown. Unlike there even is today. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. less people in Cleveland now. There's more people in Northeast Ohio, but there's less going on in Cleveland. And so, uh, and we just don't have the same big businesses we had. Cause you're right. Traffic was murderous back then, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I did that and then I eventually transferred into, I did, you know, kind of like your standard room service line cook type of thing. Um, so that's basically right. like you make anything. And then I transferred <laughs> into fine dining and I did that for about seven months and then when my chef was leaving the company, I decided I would leave too. And I basically asked Cease, because, you know, we were living together at the time. And I was like, hey, man, can I uh, work with you at your job? And he's like, I guess. It's pretty boring. He wasn't kidding. And and, and it paid like, <laughs> it, it paid less. It was like four fifty an hour or something. And I was like, yeah, I'll just do that because I would rather – like not stink like a like a kitchen and work a regular like nine to five type of job than to go in at the crack of dawn and leave sometime in the evening you never knew when because there were banquets and so you just you know mm-hmm. you had this and, and when you're in pastry especially um, you have to you know be there for dessert so if it's a banquet you're gonna wait a long time through the evening. To serve dessert. And when I was in fine dining, well, then you're working until the restaurant closes. So, you know, you start a little bit later, which is better. But, you know, you start working around 1 o'clock or something. And then you're out of there at like, you know, 11 at night. And it's just kicking my ass. Everybody else is out having fun. And I'm working my balls off all the time. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm not going to make any money doing this. Because you got to be European. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get your own restaurant unless you're (laughs) a French guy. That's how it was back then. And and so, uh, yeah, then I went to work with Cease, and, but at the same time, the guys at, uh, a couple of the guys at, um, the restaurant there were like, Hey, we're, 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 um, we're working at Tiffany's, uh, at night. You want to work with us there? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It sounds kind of cool. Cause it's a strip joint. <laughs> it sounds dangerous. Right. And I have a bit of a crazy streak in me that I, I know people some I sound real straight edge all the time, but Donnie can tell you that there's times in my life where I'm just nuts when I do dumb things. <laughs> and so somebody says something to me like, Hey, you want to go work someplace dangerous? I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 there's been, there have been times where I've just like, you've just walked up to me and just said this, the craziest stuff. And I just have to look at you and be like, are you being serious right now? <laughs> Yeah, 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 I'm serious. Let's go. Let's go do this. And it's just like, what? (laughs) Like, like, what? Just some, yeah, just some, yeah. I don't know what it is. I need a thrill or something, but yeah, it gets a little bit weird. (laughs) But anyway, um, that paid $7.50 an hour. And uh, I went in there and the the two guys, the, the one guy immediately left. Like, he couldn't do that job. Like, he was just like, that. I'm not working this place. And the other guy had like a drug problem and got fired like a week later. And, Uh and uh, so I had only worked with Cease at that point for like a month or something. And I was like, I'm going to go work at this place. I think full time because it's paying me seven 50 
And, uh, you know, this, uh, electronic assembly job that I got working with Cease only paid four fifty an hour. And, um, Cease ended up working there for a little while too at night, but he went back working for, you know, um, the other job, but he got paid more cause he, he went to school for it and they were giving him more money. I, I, I don't know. I think he was a bit crazy. Strip joint job was better. Um, but he just didn't like it. Uh, but you know, so, you know, at that point, like, you know, it was probably about three, three years after school. Right. So we're talking like 94 maybe. And, um, mm-hmm. and that was just before I got my first computer job, which, you know, was actually like a big decision in the sense of, uh, I made a choice that I was like, this is an opportunity to get into computer computers. I'm not going to get into it with my education. I didn't go to college. Uh, this guy's offering me right. a job, entry level job, but it's full time, and uh, you know, but it's going to pay me like four fifty an hour again, right? I'm going to take a three dollar an hour pay cut, and I was also getting tips at that point too because I was working as a bar back. They never lowered my wage, so I was making seven fifty an hour plus tips, which was pretty good at that point. But I was also like, you know, um looking at the big picture and things like how long am I going to work at this place before I get knifed, you know, or shot (laughs) or, you know, boot stomped Mm. in the parking lot. You know, when I would drive into work, there would be Kevin Vinoy because he worked there too as a floorman, like punching some guy in the face in the parking lot. And I would just be like, Oh, you're throwing somebody out. You know, he like had a walkie talkie and he beat some guy in the head with it. Um, And you know what I mean? The flats at that time, I mean, it's probably still this way in some respects, but it was at nighttime when you were leaving at two in the morning, it's not safe, Yeah, you know? And so, uh, yeah, it was just a mental decision. Like I'm going to go for this computer job and do my best at it, et cetera. And still, you know, that's at this point, you know, I'm living in uh, the uh, graveyard apartment uh, in Fairview and, uh, only making four fifty an hour. We're not, I'm not making the magical $10 an hour that I talked about at the beginning here. I'm still making four fifty an hour working full time. And, um, it was fucking rough. Like my cars were always breaking down. There's nothing worse than like having your car just shit the bed and you need like the guys like that's going to be $800. And you're like, I yeah. do not have that money. <laughs> you know? Like we just like, I got, I got eight. Car. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got eight bucks. My next paycheck's coming. It's going to be like $400, but I got to pay rent yeah. and buy food and have gas and pay for parking and everything else. So it took a long time out of that. It, it, it was a battle, but I think those first five years, like was just like a weird sort of transitionary period. Cause kind of came out of high school relieved, like whoo, high school's over, you know, like I'm yeah. done with that shit. Like fuck that place. I'm done. I'm not going back. <laughs> People are crazy. I'm just going to get a job. I'm going to work. I got my girlfriend. She's smart. She's going to college. We're going to make it. And, and uh, you know, and then you end up nope. like in a little efficiency apartment, you know, by yourself, barely getting by, you know, just fucking mm-hmm. awful. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't know if you have, like, I know you worked at Chi Chi's for the longest time at that point. Well, um, at, when, when we left high school, I was, I was working at Chi Chi's. I started there when I was 16. So, I worked there past, through graduation and then after graduation. So, like, just right. like you, I was working. Remember, I was working those Friday and Saturday nights, just like you. Absolutely. And and sometimes after work, I would, I think, once in a while, not all the time, I would drive all the way out to North Royalton <laughs> because it'd be like, dude, everybody's at some party, everybody's out, everybody's doing something. But it was like you, and you're like, well, I'm going to be up for a couple hours. I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to come out there, and I'd come out there and, and hang out with you for like. Right. Oh, the Broadview Heights and, place. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Broadview Heights. Yeah, Broadview Heights. Not, not, not Royalton. Sorry. Uh, you know, you'd be watching like X Men cartoons and stuff. <laughs> right. No, like, I oh, remember. Okay. Yeah, I probably had some video. And games then, uh, check this out. This is bullshit. Yeah, 
that was around the Motorhead video game time. <laughs> yeah, the Motorhead video. You remember game. that? I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, during this time, when you were transitioning to the cemetery apartment, right? I was in Oklahoma. Right, in, uh, in right. 90, 93, 94, that's when me and Ron went to Oklahoma. And that's yeah, you when you talked about that that's on when, a on a on a Donnie on a Donnie story. But yeah, like I, I realize that you know, the way this story goes, of course, and you know, people can go back and listen to that. But you know, this guy's yeah. like, Hey, you guys want to make money selling this movie phone type of thing? Come on out, you know, and and you and Rom go out there with this expectation that you know this is going to be some money, et cetera, and everything. But at it's the same time, like at the same time, like with you, I'm curious because like that was a big that was a big transition in general, right? Like, weren't you living at home or something at yeah. that point? So like you decided was, like I, I'm moving out, I'm moving across right. the country, I'm living yeah. with Rom, and I'm yeah. gonna sell something I've no idea anything about it you know what i mean you nobody's know ever heard anything about it right like this was a big like i mean this was like a big lift to do all of those things at yeah. the same time like can you tell me a little bit about what was going through your head at that point like i don't think you were crazy but well like, you just wanted to get out i think i think there was that um because i had rom rom it was originally rom who got the offer from this dude in oklahoma right because they're buddies, they're they're buddies through Kiss. They're, <laughs> of course, uh, Kiss fans. I was gonna I was gonna say they're Kiss buddies, but that just sounds a little uh, uh, false. So uh, he he's like, yeah. He goes, I got this guy, and he's got this new thing that's this dial of film, and da 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 da. And it's it's da da da. And it was just just his movie phone was starting to take off. Right. So it was like, oh, I understand what you're saying. And he was like, you're going to be able to order tickets online or not online, but over the phone. You can right. use your credit card. They'll be ready for you. You get reserved seats. Dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, this is stupid. There's no movie theaters that are going to do that. Of course, now, 2021, that's all they do. But uh, it was just like, what? That's crazy. That's insane. And then he like showed me the numbers and he was like, he goes, just come with me. He was just, he kind of convinced me, you know, he was like, dude, I don't want to go by myself. <laughs> he's like, then I got to live there by myself. And it's like, you know, it'd be cool if you were there. Cause like, if you came with me, we've been, we're buds and everything's cool and we'll make all this money and then we can come move back if we want, you know, it's like, and it was just kind of like, I thought, okay. I mean, what really, really, what do I have to lose? Cause I was like, what, 21. So it's like, okay. <laughs> and I remember telling my mom and dad, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go move to Oklahoma city with Kevin Ryan. <laughs> What? And they just, and were just like, like okay. yeah, yeah. They're just like, uh, okay. Like, what's what's the deal? And I was like, this guy's gonna make all this money and da 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 da. Little did my parents know that three months after moving to Oklahoma, I was gonna call them up and be like, hey, can you send me some money so I can get the <laughs> hell out of here? Because we were flat broke. It was there was there was. I mean, I almost got a job out there. I was like, the only thing that was stopping me was like, dude, if I get a job here, I'm gonna be stuck here. Dude, like I right will, now I have nothing holding. I will say this, like people out there that are listening, like Don has always been a fairly thin dude. Like he's never been, I would never say you were big and fat, right? But I would say right. like right. before you went to Oklahoma due to maybe the drinking and the flashes, you know what I mean? That you were probably yeah. heavier than you had been, right? You were kind of a heavier yeah. dude. Uh, not again, yeah. not like a big fat guy, but just heavier than you had been. And when these guys got back, I mean, you how long were you gone for? Three months or something? Three like, months. Three months. Yeah. Like, I mean, you must have lost like 50 pounds or something, man. You guys look kind of gaunt. It was crazy. I lived I lived on well, I survived on peanut butter and these really small turkey sandwiches we used to get at the grocery store. I mean, I think you barely ate. Like, I mean, it just seemed like you guys just didn't eat. Like, I no. know you made spaghetti a well, lot. Well, we didn't. Or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys yeah, just we didn't like, because shed. we didn't have money. We didn't. Yeah, we were there for three months. We had enough money for three months' rent, and because we figured, hey, man, three months, the money's got to start rolling in. And then we did one of these. Sure. The guy, this dude, sent us into a movie theater, and he's like, "Okay, go sell this guy on the program and stuff." And it was just like, I mean, think about it. It's me, twenty-one years old. Right. I went out. I had to go get my hair cut, and <laughs> I had like long hair and stuff. I was just like. I don't want to get my hair cut. He's like, dude, nobody could take you seriously. I had to go get fitted for suits. 
the guy's like, here's your briefcase. I was like, what is this for? He's like, that's for all your paperwork. I was like, I don't carry a briefcase. He's like, you do now. I was just like, what? <laughs> it's just, it was just weird. You know what I mean? It was just, yeah, no, I know. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it's like a big, like you rest. said, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's a complete opposite of everything that, that I was or was trying to do or not that I was doing anything, but. No, I mean, I, I get it. Just, I, it was, you had nothing I, to lose, right? I mean, that's kind of how you were. Yeah. Like, you, I got nothing to lose. Let's go do I this. Could, I could come back if it doesn't work out kind of thing. And, and yeah. uh, you know, m- maybe it would but turn into a good it thing. Me. It just seems like, you know, because like at one point um, when I was becoming a cook, for instance, right? Uh, Cease wanted to, you know, get involved with it too, because it sounded like a good thing. Like out of high school, you would enter this apprenticeship program and uh, you would learn how to be a chef and you didn't have to pay anything. They would pay you, right? So you're getting paid yeah. and you would be learning from uh, chefs uh, how to be a, a, a chef. And and so it's like better than going to culinary school uh, as long as your chef was good. And one of the things that, you know, they said was that, you know, you guys can go to Orlando and work with um, the program there because that's kind of where it's at with this one chef, Noguchi, and, uh, you know, et cetera. And I explained all of that to Cease, and he, he would not, <laughs> he, he would not go to Orlando. Like he wouldn't, like he, right. he was just like, I, I can't leave here. You know, like he, it's just like he was frightened of, right being out on his own what may happen right being away being you know etc to the point where he he couldn't do it he didn't have the fuck it you know what's the worst that could happen you know what i mean like he he was actually yeah. just genuinely afraid uh of um of going there now i didn't end up going there myself i got you know ne- i negotiated to actually um learn from the turkish chef here in cleveland which eventually I also worked with the the French chef that came and worked with the new restaurant that they opened. But, um, cease at that point was already out, you know, you, you didn't want any part of it, yeah. but so it's just a different mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that it's not that yeah. it, like it, it, it's, it's still a big lift. Like just a bit, basically be like, I'm leaving home. You haven't done that before. And you're going to go right. live in some place you've never been before. Um, and hope it works out. It's, you know, I don't know. It's just interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy. Well, choice. Yeah. And that's, that's another part of it is, is, is the fact that, Oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have my own place and I'm going to do my own thing and I can get up what I want. So I can, right. up, you know, I could do this. Or I could stay up late or I could would eat this. Right. You know, it's, yeah, that apartment we have is really nice. Was it? Yeah. Really nice. Too nice for us. Oh yeah. Vaulted ceiling and stuff. <laughs> A patio, a patio with two doors, one from the bedroom and one from the living room. Hello. That's great. In, in sweet washer and dryer. Uh, then Rom went, got drunk and busted through the screen door, and I freaked out on him. Uh, you know, I remember, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use an alias here, but a female friend of ours, um, uh, Janet, uh, went to visit you guys <laughs> there. And, oh, uh yeah. No, no, no. But uh, she had told me at one point that she had um, snuck uh, weed in her sock onto the plane yes. and, and came out there. And I was thinking later, I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, that's federal. That was, that's a fe- <laughs> you're in, you know, a federal airport. You know what I mean? Like, are you crazy? Like, it's not just a Cleveland cops. You know what I mean? Like, I what are you going to talk your way? Like, back then, too, folks. Today, marijuana, maybe they find it and they're like, just hot, you know, put this away. You know what I mean? But back then, yeah. during that whole time period, like, no. I mean, I'm glad she got away with it. <laughs> but that was a dumb so thing to do. Like, my God. Yeah. Hey. My God. What? Listen. Listen, when you when you when you're in love with someone, I guess I don't know. Uh, I have crazy no idea if that even is yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Know. That was a whole. Well, yeah. no, no. I know that whole story. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. That is a kind of a terrible story. Um, but no, it, it, yeah. But the, that's whew, that was crazy, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I remember asking, being like, she's going to say no. She's going <laughs> to say no. And then she was like, yeah, okay. And then, like, even, like, went so far as to, like, go to my dude's place. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, doesn't even know him and stuff. It was like, yeah, I'm here for Donnie. Because I called them and was like, hey, I'm sending a chick over to. <laughs> and, and not a stupid <laughs> and they were like, girl. Okay. Not, she's not dumb at all. Like, she was actually a smart girl. No. Uh, yeah. I get it, man. Except for Dayton Packard. Well, what? Uh, <laughs> whatever. We won't get it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I came back from Oklahoma. I went straight back to Chi Chi's. I don't know if you had something planned to say. No, no, I no. Go on. Yeah, that's it. I didn't. I didn't. Quite straight, remember that. Yeah. So that's good to remember. Yeah. Went straight back to Chi Chi's, and like you said at that time, I was making like six bucks an hour. Right. Working there, and uh, eventually got into some stuff with the manager and quit and i just walked out i was like you know what screw you and left told curtis sorry curtis i gotta go and then uh <laughs> that's when i got that job at marco's 10 years or something yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they were like curtis this place is closed there's nobody here i don't care get out of here it's my store <laughs> and he still wears that chi-chi's jacket he's got one of them set and chi-chi's jackets he walks around and it's just like seriously dude how does how's the logo still on there it's hilarious uh, but that was like you said, where you were saying, like, oh, if I can make ten dollars an hour, I can survive. Da, da, right. da, da. And that's when I when I quit Chi Chi's, I was driving around and I go down Center Ridge and I pass this place that I've never seen before called Marco's Pizza. Yeah. And I look at it and I'm in the window it says hiring drivers earn up to fifteen dollars an hour. Right. And I was just like, What? It's <laughs> like I could do that. And that was you know, and it wasn't fifteen, you don't you don't get paid fifteen dollars an hour, you get like seven dollars an hour. And then you get tips or whatever. Yeah, I mean, at that time, and, uh, it was pretty. It was pretty decent because you managed to. Uh, I think that was at some point you were. You, I don't know how long, much longer it was from that because you worked there for a while. But you did have that apartment out in was it Mayfield Heights or something or Maple Heights? Well, that was Maple Heights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that? Well, I were... had the one in Oakwood. Oh, I had that one over here in Oakwood that we used to meet in Sundays and play games. Yeah, no, remember, I remember uh, that with States? the one you had with Clint, right? But it was the yeah, was that the, okay? The Mayfield Maple Heights that was um after that after Oakland, okay, yeah, okay. Because then I moved out to Maple Heights by myself. Yeah, and then everybody was like, "Why are you living in Maple? Why did you move all the way out to Maple Heights?" And it was like, "Because uh, Gilly's the the building manager, and I didn't really <laughs> have to fill out an application or nothing. He just gave me the keys and said, go ahead, yeah, well, can't and let bad. me in.' Yeah. So." Right, and it was pretty affordable. It was like a two-bedroom apartment. It was a nice place. No, you were making it at we, that we, point. Like you were doing all right. I was making it. That's the thing is, I'm driving. I'm driving from Maple Heights to North Ridgeville to work at Marco's. Well, that was and dumb. I was yeah. surviving. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, no, but I but, even with Clint, you were doing all right. I mean, Clint. Clint's Actually, all right. Yeah, you know, like I don't think he would have been a bad roommate. He just told stories sometimes that uh, you just had to scratch your head about and wonder if they're true or not. Sit there. Sitting there with no shirt on, talking to you, trying to keep a straight face. Like, dude, put some clothes on. Like, come on, we got people over. We're all guys. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. We're un- we're all uncomfortable. Uh, it, as a matter of fact, towards the end of living in Oakwood Estates, I started work. That's when I started working for my brother because he called me up at Marco's and okay. uh, he goes, "Hey, he goes, hey, I, I got an opportunity for you if you want to work in the warehouse. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, ten dollars an hour. This is this is this is why it's funny. He goes, ten dollars an hour, forty hours a week, and I was just like, I'm in, because <laughs> at that at that point, that's when I was like, there we go, yeah, here we go. This is a solid. I'm working in a warehouse. You know, I I load trucks and, and deliver them. Yeah, I'm like this. I I can do. And then of course the company shut down, but yeah, no, I mean, but that was- started me into the laboring and working in the steel mill and all that. You would be akin to probably making about $20 an hour today just because everything's so expensive right now. You know, rent is way more right. and and uh, um, everything, you know, everything you just have to pay more and stuff. It's, it's just more expensive to live than it was back then. I'm not saying the cost of living has doubled since that time, but I just mean like to be able to survive on your own, you'd have to get – Right. Maybe maybe not exactly twenty dollars an hour. Maybe you could do it for seventeen dollars an hour or something. But I don't think you could do it for just fifteen. Like fifteen might not be enough. Maybe it would be tough. I mean, people do yeah. it, you know. But it's just like um, there's a comfort spot 
in it, you know, like you, you're making enough where you can put a little bit of money on the side so that when that car breaks down, that it inevitably will, right. you can, you can pay to get it fixed where, you know, if you just scrape by, it's almost impossible to, to do anything. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm just trying to think like my attitude back then. I was very depressed after my girlfriend and I broke up, you know, I had to move out cause I was still living with cease, but I told him, I said, I gotta, I gotta get my own place because I mean, the thing was, is it was like, he had a girlfriend at the time. And so like, he was constantly having her over and they were like, you know, whatever, having relations and all this sort of stuff. And, uh, I'm just in the house and I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, this is just reminding me of what I don't have. And, uh, Mm. I also just didn't really like where we were at. And I never did. Like my dad had moved us there because it was cheaper than North Olmstead, but it wasn't a great place. Like the apartment was just like in this four floor, you know, it looked like one of the Soviet buildings or something. And, um, uh, (laughs) you know, it was far away from like, it's in the bottom of the County. Right. And, and uh, about 20 minutes or so away from, um, where we used to live in North Olmstead, 20, 25 minutes. So it was kind of a distance from there. And it was a distance from downtown. And I'm like, you know, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, this sucks. (laughs) Like I got, you know, and it wasn't a, you know, Cease and I didn't talk for a long time after that. I, I don't think he was specifically angry at me over that, but I think he might've had some anger because he ended up having to go live at home for a little while, but he eventually moved out with some other friends of his that also let him down. Um, but I was just in a bad, (laughs) bad state. Uh, and, um, yeah, I got that apartment, and and, and 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 part of it was just that I needed to reconnect with my my friends, like you guys, because I had, yeah. you know, when you're with somebody, you might have had this when you were dating Sue, I don't know, um, but when you're with somebody for such a long period of time, you become like a, you're, you're kind of like this partnership, like you're planning things to do as a couple all the time, like the weekend comes, you're like, this yeah. is what we're going to do as a couple. We're going to go to do this thing and that thing. And, and you become like this unit. People expect you, if you're going to go to a party, you're going to go together. If you're going to, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so when that partnership breaks off, then you're kind of sitting there like, who, who am I? Like, who am I? (laughs) Because I don't even know who I I used to be like this, you know, unit of two people. And now I'm like by myself and it's like, what do I do now? Because I'm completely lost. Yeah. And even then, it's like, you know, you're like, okay, so they're having this party or whatever. And I got, okay, I'll go. You're like, oh, I think I'll go. But then you think about it. You're like, all anybody's going to do is be like, so what happened? Hey, bring it up. Everything that you don't want to talk. Like, I I came here to forget about that. You know? Yeah. But it was was also just like, I didn't hang out with you guys that, I mean, you know, for the most part in that time period where I wasn't hanging out with you guys, it was mostly you guys were essentially doing adversary stuff and uh it was all that all the so that was like the mark shea period and um uh, a lot of that era that i wasn't um you know hanging out with you guys and then but when i started you know fairview apartment that turned out to be a good thing because you know we all reconnected and and we had a lot of laughs and and stuff at at that time and it was uh that was okay you know but i didn't date anybody for well, I dated a couple of people, like dated, didn't, you know, have a relationship with or whatever, but I dated a couple of people like that Gretchen and, um, Lori's sister, uh, a couple of, bl- <laughs> a couple of blind dates, um, things like yeah. that, you know, but, um, right, right. Where, where I come from, they call it parking. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that guy, right. Blind, yeah. That was a blind date too. Yeah. I got pulled over. <laughs> Like I was looking for this girl's house and it was out in, you know, this, it was kind of a nice neighborhood or whatever, but I'm and I'm, who knows my, my car wasn't crappy at that point, but maybe it wasn't new or something. And, yeah. uh, I, um, I found the house and I, I didn't pull up in the driveway because I wasn't a hundred percent sure it was the house and I didn't want to just go into their drive, you know, cause that's embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like, if, Oh, yeah. sorry. You know, people looking at you and stuff. So, um, I, uh, I had parked on the street and a cop like is behind me and, you know, uh, turns their lights on my car and everything. And the cop comes up to me and he's like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I, you know, 
I, I had kind of a bit of a attitude because, you know, I had just parked my car. You know what I mean? Like I didn't do anything, you yeah. know? And, yeah. and, but so I was a little bit snarky uh, or whatever you want to use for the word. <laughs> and, uh, and the cops like, you know, what do you, you know, what do you, th- so what I, are you doing? Yeah. Et cetera. And, and he's like, I see you come here, you know, you're, you're driving around, you're looking at things, you pull over, you shut your lights off. So what am I, you know, what am I supposed to think? And I was like, well, in my town, we call that parking. <laughs> and <laughs> he didn't, he, he didn't see the joke in it. I, not really. I didn't get a ticket, but yeah, I mean, I kind of quiet him up because I mean, that's what I was doing, you know? Like, what is he talking about? One of my favorite stories of all time. <laughs> it was just. I love that one when you told them. <laughs> it's just so stupid. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I did go out with that girl. She was all right. We went out twice, but the second time she got fucking hammered and uh, it wasn't worth pursuing. But I, um, <laughs> I had done a bunch of things like that, you know, but um, yeah, nothing ever stuck. And I, I basically didn't go steady with anybody for over six years at that point. So I was going through a real transition. It was difficult because I felt like my my girlfriend before that had happened was um, she excelled at a lot of things. And, and it was difficult to kind of date somebody that was um, uh, ordinary, I would suppose. And not, I'm not saying that's bad on their it was bad for me because I just was, ex- I was looking for something that didn't exist and, you know, judging people by um, things that what weren't fair to them. But that's just what you do when you're young and you're kind of blind and, and inexperienced and that kind of thing. And it took me a long time to, to get over all that stuff and, and kind of figure myself. Out. I still haven't figured myself. Let's be honest. I never got married yeah. or anything, Come but on. Uh, I got better at, I got better at the whole dating thing than I did at that point. I do think that though, like I spent most of that time, I never went to bars or anything because I just it cost money, you know. Didn't go drinking. You didn't do a lot of that either, and um, other than flashes, Mm-mm. and right. you know. And, but um, I, I, I think like maybe I should have done I done that a little bit more in order to socialize and get out because I did spend a lot of times just sitting in that apartment. You know what I mean? Doing nothing. And yeah. uh, not bad when you guys would be over, you know, or sometimes my brother, when he was running the switcher, you know, he would come over and stuff and be like, hey, you know, and hang out with us. But uh, <laughs> when I'm just by myself, you work all day, you know, you come home second shift. It's like 11 o'clock at night. You're up until four in the morning and you're just sitting there like, what am I doing with myself? Like, <laughs> I'm all alone mm-hmm. in this thing. And, you know, it's it's messed up. That's probably why I lived with Amber there at the end, but yeah, it didn't go well. That was crazy back then. <laughs> yeah, Wild West. I lived with this girl, and and um, she had been my friend since I was sixteen or whatever, and and she was okay personality wise. She had just gone through a divorce though, so she was kind of a bit moody, but um, <laughs> she she was all right. Um, we weren't dating, even though we were living in a one bedroom apartment together. We would sort of trade off the bed because I worked second shift. She worked first shift. She should get up early in the morning and and leave to go to work. And like she would sometimes the alarm would go off and she just wouldn't stop the alarm. Like it would just keep going forever. Right. <laughs> and Don was it over. Wake really, me up. Right. Real late one time <laughs> passed out. And he's like, says to me, he's like, are you going to go in there? Because I think she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy how long she would sleep with that alarm going off. Like, just shut it off. Her, her, it's crazy. Her alarm to wake up was my, that was my signal. As soon as I heard the alarm, I was like, all right, Amber's getting up. I'm out. Yeah. You didn't want to be there when she got it. No, I mean, you know, yeah. it was just awkward in general. Yeah. It, that didn't last long because it was just odd. And I went to go live with Dan at that point, which was also. Yeah. And there's that. A whole nother also thing. awful. <laughs> yeah, also totally awful. awful. And a whole nother <laughs> scenario. You're like, I'm living in a house with a guy with, and there's no phone here out in the middle of cornfields. Didn't you, isn't that what it was? Like you had no phone. Yeah, we didn't have so a phone. Had to, like, he go, never drive paid to any Speedway. bills. He paid no bills. We didn't have anything. I mean, it was crazy. We right. barely had power. You know what, folks? We're, yeah. we're, we, what we should probably do, because we're always talking about these people, is we should just have an episode where we talk about one person <laughs> and yeah. how we met them and 
what they're all about and and why we know them because <laughs> I, the stories we can tell about some of these people is just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, that's that's well. That, when I first started doing tumbling with tumbleweed, uh, I did that first. I remember that first episode which was just a mess, and then there was like you know I did like a second episode or two, like two more or whatever. After that, I was trying to just get my thing, and then after that, I was like, you know what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what, everybody, I'm just all these people we've talked about. I'm going to have them on the show. I'm going to have somebody on the show every week that you've heard about. (laughs) And that and that first week I did Kevin Rom and he came out all drunk and started playing music like over the phone and stuff. I'm like, dude, shut it off. I'm like, I can't I can't you can't have music on here. They're going to shut me down. They're not going to play this. What are you doing? He's just like, ah, (laughs) just laughing. It's like, no, I'm trying to get stories. I'm like, I'm trying to talk to him and stuff like, come on, give me these. So, and that, that, that's when I was just like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm like, no, we really I'm not should. trying to get these idiots on here. We should really talk about each one of them. I mean, we could just talk about Dan and Rom and, you know, there's, there's enough to talk about both of those guys, Adam. Oof. I mean, every one of them, Tom, <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is that they're, they're all, there's so many stories, although they probably listen to this one. They'd be like, you guys are dicks or something, but I'd be like, look, right. I had, I'm just telling the truth. I had to live through it. I, <laughs> I had to hang around. Exactly. You, like, you know? <laughs> Or that's when you if they if they get mad you just be like am I lying? <laughs> well, <laughs> like okay then you know go away. Probably don't remember the things they did, but no, I don't know. We'll we'll pick up on that maybe next week or something. We still have more topics to go through on um on the list of topics as well. Um, if you'd like to write in the show, write to oblast at vgn.us and uh, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash vgn because you can listen to all the shows. Uh, rather than one every other week. Um, And otherwise, we have an outro. So thanks for listening. See ya. Peace. You've been listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. If you'd like to write into the show, send an email to oblast at vgn.us. That is VGN as in video game news. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash VGN, where you can get all of our shows, our videos, and some musings. Uh, Be sure to tune in each week for new episodes on our Patreon page or every other week on the public RSS feed that you're subscribed to now. Thanks for listening, and good night. Peace.